Hockey is for everyone, or at least it should be for everyone. A former Canuck brings that into the spotlight, and we're going to talk about it today. Happy Friday. It's Begsy. It's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks reporter and part-time credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into the show today, we want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow is to listen every day and subscribe. And of course, I'm joined by the legendary Kyle Bowen. And Kyle, how are you doing today? Legendary, 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 legendary. Hey, shout out to the, the homie Spencer. That's his thing. Legendary. Shout out to a, a Vancouver legend. Again, his name's Spencer. Yeah, good guy. That's his thing. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I know you didn't ask. I'm feeling good. Um, Friday, been doing the podcast for like eight or nine days now. Loving the people, loving the fans. Hey, comment corner. We're going to move that to the end of the show because we're going to save the best for last, all right? For real. We're going to save the best for last. We're going to get to your comments right at the end of the show. Begsy Bowen, Locked On Canucks. And let's let's talk about the people and a former Canuck player crossing the line, saying too much, and just making it about him when there wasn't even an initiative to force something down or force an agenda down somebody's throat. It was just a fan of hockey being vulnerable and trying to explain why wearing a pride jersey is important to him. And I don't know why Tom Sestito, maybe he didn't read the tweet properly. Maybe he's just an angry fellow, but he just, he just took it too far. And it's, it's, it's hockey, man. Maybe he can't read properly. Maybe that's the problem. It happens, man. Yeah, it's uh, again, it's an unfortunate topic, but I think it's an important one for us to talk about, and especially because there's a Canucks tie in today in the sense that it was former Canuck Tom Sestito uh, who made those comments. But let's get into it quick. So basically, Canucks fan Cody Sweet had a thread on Twitter, and it was related to you know the fact that you know the Minnesota Wild also didn't wear pride jerseys um, during Pride Night uh, a few games ago. And I know, Kyle, you're, you want to touch on a, a point on, on that later um, in terms of an article written in The Athletic. Um, but really, I'm going to read a, a couple sentences from Cody Sweet's thread. And it was, when a fan puts on a hockey jersey, they don't become a hockey player. They are saying they are part of a community, something larger than themselves. They aren't on the roster, but they are a part of the team. When a player puts on a specialty jersey, they don't become a soldier, cancer survivor, black, or queer. They're saying they celebrate the diverse groups of the community that make it complete, make it whole. And he goes on, and it was it was an articulate thread. And again, he was being vulnerable. He was talking about, again, not that you know you have to support LGBTQ, but the, the fact that it it means a lot to that community when you put on that jersey, when you wear the pride jersey, when you have the the tape on your stick, because again, the slogan of this game is hockey is for everyone, <laughs> and unfortunately, that's not the case. It should be for everyone, but it's not the case. So, in terms of the last tweet I read. So Tom Sestito replied to it, former Canuck enforcer Tom Sestito. And he replied, this whole thing has gone way too far. 
And again, he said two with the T-O should have been T-O-O again. Guy probably can't read spells very well. I would make that mistake too, okay? Come on. (laughs) Stick to the point, Trevor. (laughs) He said this whole thing has gone way too far. This This gender BS where you have to know who identifies as what and no pronouns is effing ridiculous. No one gives a hoot what you want to identify as or who you want to be with. Just don't make everyone else play your fantasy. And it was just something that missed the mark completely. Because again, Cody was being very vulnerable, very forthcoming. He wasn't saying, you have you have to support LGBTQ. He's just talking about how when it does happen, it means a lot to that community. And to have a, a public figure like Sestito, and I know he's been out of the league for a few years, come and say that, have that reply. His reply didn't even really make sense. Cody wasn't talking about pronouns. Cody wasn't talking about forcing people to support queers. He was just being vulnerable and forthcoming. <laughs> I almost couldn't believe it. And I think, you know, Tom Cecil probably was the biggest story on Canucks Twitter yesterday, which is why I think it's important for us to talk about it today. But, you know, what were your initial thoughts when you saw, well, tell me how you, did you see the thread? Did you see Tom Cecil trending on Twitter? Maybe tell me how you found out about it and what your thoughts were. Yeah, I, I did see it happen. I didn't pay like a lot of attention to it just because my, my evening was, really really busy uh but yeah like i think you just nailed it i mean the the dude uh what's his name again cody right cody Cody sweet cody sweet he was uh he was just being vulnerable and trying to explain himself and there's been a lot of a lot of a lot of talk around the nhl and the pride jerseys and provorov and then the minnesota wild and confusion and why, why wouldn't they, blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, becoming sensitive. And you have Cody here just kind of explaining himself in, again, not even uh, uh, here's my agenda, you should follow it type of way. He's just really speaking from his perspective. And I think Tom Sestito just didn't read it properly or was just tired of that type of message. And you can kind of tell because the way he reacted and it was just uncalled for because the game needs to grow, man. The game needs to grow. We got to listen. You know, we got to listen to everyone. These groups that are not represented well in the league, you know, we just got to listen. We got to listen and and not not be so against change and another voice. If there's any league in North America, and I, again, there's no league in North America that is perfect in the humane main type of thing but the nhl is probably the league that needs it the most we need to be more diverse yeah and we don't have to like force it it can happen gradually as it should as it should just happen let it happen naturally and gradually and it starts with acceptance and it starts with listening just listening listening to those that aren't represented well and again it's been a volatile time a sensitive time based on the jerseys and the pride jerseys and again the Wild, the Flyers, Provorov. It's there's a story here, and now we have Sestito, former Canuck, chiming in and being aggressive about it when it was kind of uncalled for. It's it's one of those things, you know. Cody and Tom need to go out for a beer, and I, I think uh, I don't know Tom Sestito personally. Obviously, I know there's stories around him, and I've seen other tweets about him. Blah blah. They, they, conversate, talk about it, and hopefully. They can move forward, and the the game can grow. It's 
it's not a tough topic. It's not a tough topic. It's just, it's just one of those topics that eventually I want to see not be so much of an issue. But I think this is just part of the growing pains because it is not new. It's just, it's just change. Change is, change is like hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, you, you brought up a few good points there, but one that I wanted to bring up was you mentioned that maybe Cecito didn't read it properly. <laughs> I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt on that. And I know I made jokes about him not being able to read, but in all seriousness, this guy spent most of yesterday, you know, attacking fans on, on Twitter or maybe not fans, but people on Twitter who were basically called him out. Um, so if you really genuinely believed you made a mistake and you read it wrong, you wouldn't have spent your entire day chirping people who are chirping you, you know, this guy just got into a pissing match with the, with the entirety of Canucks Twitter. Yesterday. Didn't know that. So <laughs> I'm not getting that. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt for not reading it properly. And again, I don't want to come on here and make this a Tom Cicito bashing session. I think the point of it is that you know hockey it, it's it's in a tough spot right now. You know, it's I think there's been some some moves made forward recently in terms of that hockey is for everyone slogan, and you know there's been some small steps to try to make it more diverse. The Hockey Diversity Alliance uh, coming into the light too, but. You know, we've had some backward steps recently with, you know, the Rangers. I believe they're another team who didn't wear the jerseys on Pride Night. Uh, the Flyers with Provorov, the Minnesota Wild. You know, it's, <laughs> can you imagine like if a player opted out of, you know, military night, woman empowerment night, Diwali night, if teams and players opted out, of that, opted out of that, there would be an absolute firestorm. And not to say there's not a firestorm around this Pride stuff, but it just puts into a perspective. It. Like Cody is saying, this is just another night to show that hockey is a community mm-hmm. and that for one night, a team supporting that community. So yeah, it's again, it's when Tom Cedar says, don't force your agenda on people. It's, I don't think that's what the queer community wants, but they shouldn't have to force it on people at the end of the day. Yeah. They shouldn't have to force it on people, but they have to be heard and we have to listen and, Listen with both our ears and be calm about it. And I'm saying, like, we, what do you mean? Like, bro, I, I accept it, bro. The, you know, the ho- hockey, it, for me, it's for everyone. You know, I view everyone the same, to be honest. Like, for real, as long as you're not, like, killing people or kidnapping kids or doing the worst of the worst, that vile stuff, that's when I'll judge you. But for anything else, dude, you can love whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? Who, who cares? Who cares? Are you a nice person? Yeah? Great. Let's be friends. Let's go watch some hockey. It's not... It shouldn't be that deep. Now, I did – we got we have to touch on this because now you mentioned the Rangers too, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking like the Rangers, Panarin, Minnesota, Kaprizov. Provorov, when he didn't do it, he came out and said, you know, he said the whole Bible thing and he's just – that doesn't align up with him and all that stuff. I'm, I don't think uh, Panarin or the Rangers or Kaprizov in the wild have said anything, but I did notice that there's an article that came out today on The Athletic and – I don't think there should be a paywall on this article, by the way. I think it should just be open, especially to the NHL fan base. But I heard or saw people replying back to the article, and I think there was a point made in the article about how if the Wild or if the Rangers wore the jerseys, maybe Panarin's family at home or Kaprizov's family at home or any Russian players' families at home would get scrutinized because of how Russia views people part of the LGBT lgbtq plus community and it's it's something to think about again like you have to you know we have to listen you know you have to listen to the people who want to be heard and we have to 
can't just assume that all the Russian players are against it, you know, because I doubt that as well. For real, I doubt that. I doubt that. Maybe it, it is, or it probably is. Like, if, if they're mentioning that, yo, I'm concerned about my family at home if I, if I rock this jersey, you got to listen. That's their family, you know? So I don't know how it is out there in Russia. You know what I'm saying? And, yo, the Canucks, the Canucks, I think in a couple days, maybe a, a week or something, I think it's their pride night, and we got a lot of Russians on our team, and it's, again, it's, it's different out there. It's, it's a different world out there, and they do got family members out there, and it's, I'm curious to see how the Canucks deal with that and their players, and yeah, it's one of those things. So it's, 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 how do I say this, man? It's. It's unfortunate. Let's all unite as one, you know? Whether Russia has different views and this place has different views, blah, blah. I like to see, I like to say, and I know some people might think this is far from the truth, but we're all one, you know? We're all one. We're all one. And I would love for all of us globally to be accepting of anyone. Anyone that is a nice person. That simple. You know what I'm saying? It's that simple. Shouldn't be, shouldn't, shouldn't be that complicated. It shouldn't be it shouldn't that, complicated. that complicated. You're a nice person. <laughs> You're a good person. Do what you want to do. Love who you want to love. Go to bed with whomever you want to go to bed with. For real. For real. It's, it's all good. It's all good. It don't even, it literally doesn't matter. Are you a good person? Yeah, cool. Cool. Let's go watch some hockey. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like that, but that's just, that's just the world, but. I'm trying to change that for well, real, man. I'm trying to at, change at that. The, at the very least, you know, if you're a good person and you're listening to Lock on, Locked On Canucks, we love you and accept you, okay? No judgment from us over here. And, uh, you know, Kyle and I appreciate, you know, those of you who kind of stuck with the, the, stuck with us through this segment. I know it's not traditional hockey talk, but I know both Kyle and I felt that it was an important thing to bring up, especially with, again, a former Canuck who's the one who's <laughs> basically inciting the fan base with some um, questionable points of view. Um, so in our next segment, I do want to touch on one good thing because, you know, that was a bit of a bit of a heavier conversation, an important one, but a heavier one. So we're going to go to our one good thing segment next. But before that, we need to tell you that the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Kyle, I wanted to ask you, any, any idea how your Golden State Warriors are doing lately? Or are you just kind of... Uh, no, they lost yesterday. The NBA right they, they lost yesterday to the Grizzlies. I'm loving the drama. I'm loving the drama. I wish the NHL had more drama like that. You know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of player, like players bashing other players in, in the NBA, especially in the Western Conference, right? Doncic... Uh, Devin Booker, the Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks, and yesterday we had the Grizzlies, the Warriors, Draymond Green, and I think Dylan Brooks, and it's it's fun. I wish the NHL had that. I wish the I wish I wish the NHL had that for real. Yeah, you know maybe if the NHL had a little bit more uh, healthy beef, then they'd be a bigger fan base. But that's why the NBA is more popular at the moment. So um, if you are watching NBA, go use FanDuel uh, because if you're on FanDuel. It'll, they'll let you combine your bets for a chance to win at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, 
an official sports betting partner of the MBA. One love, one love, one love to the world. One love to the world. Remember, be nice. Be nice. Let's one listen love, to each other. One love to the world. Yeah, one love man. to the world and one love to uh, Brandon Sutter. And, and he's the one good thing mm. I wanted to bring up in, in segment two because it's been a rough couple of years for Brandon Sutter. I think most Canucks fans realize that. But he came back up into the spotlight yesterday because he did an interview on Donnie and Dolly um, talking about his recovery through long-haul COVID. Now, it's been almost two years to the date that the Canucks in uh, April of 2021, where they basically all contracted COVID. It was the worst COVID outbreak in North American sports. Now, Brandon Sutter Damn. was included in that. He came back and finished the season. But by the time he got to training camp uh, for the 2021-22 campaign, he just wasn't feeling right. And he talked about a lot of um, immune issues. He had a lot of, a lot of dysregulation in his immune system is what he's called it yesterday in the interview. And that he said that his body was almost in an inflammatory state all the time. So he's really been dealing with the symptoms of long-haul COVID for the better part of two years. Um, so I guess the good news that come out of it yesterday is that he's he's back to working out again. Um, and he's trying to attempt to come back this year. Or sorry, next season. Now yeah. he said this will be his last kick at the can, his last chance to try land uh, an NHL job. Um, but uh, again, just kudos to Brandon Sutter. I know he took a lot of heat in this contract for, or a lot of heat in this market for the contract and for the flawed deal that, uh, you know, first Benning acquired him in a, in a flawed deal and signed him before you played a game for the Canucks. So took a lot of heat for that. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, down to earth guy and, you know, wish nothing for the best of him. I hope he is able to make a comeback, man. Yeah, man. And, Let's be honest, let's be real. Kyle Bowen speaking to the people, speaking to the city, speaking to the Canuck fans all around the world. If you've been following following me for years and I've heard my voice on the previous shows that we hosted, I didn't really respect Brandon Sutter a lot. You know, nice dude, of course, I respect him for that, but what for what he did on the ice, didn't really get it. Didn't really get it. Started off wrong with the Canucks, you know, traded a lot to get him, and then right away you just reward him with one of the, the bigger contracts on the team. And it was just it was just weird, you know, it was off to the rough start. That being said, I feel for him, man. Of course I feel for him because, yo, three years ago, it's 2023, yo, three years ago around this time, this is when it really hit us. And COVID-19, obviously way bigger than the world of sports, but for whatever reason, it really hit North America around this time because yesterday was the three-year anniversary where Gobert and the Utah Jazz and this dude was messing around with all the microphones and coughing into the microphone, blah, 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 right? And the day after... The NBA got pretty much shut down because players started getting COVID. Then the NHL shut down because COVID and COVID. And then North America just, it happened. COVID, COVID got here and the sports brought it to our society over here on the West. And, you know, just fast forward a couple years later, you know, we're kind of moving on with life and not really thinking thinking too much of it. And some of some of us are even, are even questioning you know, what COVID was, right? What COVID was. And then you hear things about athletes. We're talking about primetime athletes, top-tier athletes have the best conditioning, eating the best meals. And Brandon Sutter, he's always he was always in the one of the one of the players in the best shape. Like let's be real, let's be honest. He he had that with them. Even another guy like Jonathan Taves and both these guys are guys really really struggling with the aftermath of COVID-19 and it's dude, it's un unfortunate. It's not that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. Now, I did hear one thing about Brandon Sutter. He mentioned how he's been able to become a better father because of it because, you know, he's staying at home and I'm, I'm happy for him because that's what life's all about and I hope that 
Yeah, I hope that he's not having any problems doing the most for his family and playing with his children and all that stuff because that would that would really hurt. As far as his hockey career goes, again, if he was making $1.5 million a year, if he was making 2.3, you know, if he was making 3.1, I think a lot of us would view Brandon Sutter as a different type of player because his work ethic was strong. He was a good skater. Sometimes he was good on the power play, especially when he started here with the Canucks, you know, getting some time with Henrik and Daniel. I remember that. I remember that. And he was a good dude. He was a good dude. So he'd be like a, de- a decent player, decent, a good player, a good dude, good with the media. And I think a lot of us would appreciate him more. It's just, it's one of those guys, man. I I, I kind of forgot about Brandon Sutton. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he's been out of the spotlight for a while. He's been out of the league for two years. So uh, again, I think he's probably realistic that, you know, again, when he said it's his last chance to come back, you know, he's been out of the league for two years. That's really tough to come back to the best hockey league in the world after being gone for two years and for being gone for two years with health issues. But I think every player wants to retire on their own terms. And I think by Brennan that are trying to give it a shot uh, for training camps in 2023, he'll be doing that for himself. So shout out to him. Uh, wish him all the best. And yeah, see where it goes. We got one segment left here on Lockdown Canucks. We're going to get into comment corner. And if we have some time, maybe I'll tell you why I'm cheering for the Ottawa Senators against the Vancouver Canucks this weekend. That's on the other Whoa. side here. On Locked On Canucks. We're back on Locked On Canucks. I'm Trevor Beggs. He is Kyle Bowen. Now, Kyle, uh, is there a couple comments you wanted to get in from from the interweb before I before I tell you why I am a uh, big Ottawa Senators fan now? You got like six or seven different teams, yeah. If you're new to the show, Trevor is <laughs> Trevor's a weird fan because he cheers for a lot of teams. So when you hear the saying, you know, we are all Canucks, Trevor's Trevor's not on that wagon at all, for real. He's uh, he's just here. I don't, I don't even know why he's here, for real. I got a couple comments. Obviously, I got a couple comments, right? We saved the best for last, and we're not here without the people. The people watching this, for real. Let's see what we got right here. Yesterday's episode, yes, yesterday's episode, which you should check out about Kuzmenko and possibly trading up to get Connor Bedard in this fantasy world of ours. Had this guy commenting this, you know, that type of trade. Again, a trade involving... Moving up in the draft for Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, I'm sorry, in like an Eric Lindros-esque type of trade is impossible to happen. And obviously, we know it. We know that. What It's impossible. It's impossible. It's never going to happen. And we were just kind of talking about how big the haul would have to be based on what the Flyers got for Lindros in the the trade involving the Nordiques, the, the Nordiques and Forsberg and all that jazz and all those picks. Yeah, come on, man. We obviously know it's impossible. We're just playing around, man. But it's it's fun. It's fun, dude. It's fun to think how that would work. Maybe I'll ask you this quickly, Kyle. Would you trade Patterson for Bedard in a package? Uh, You're gonna say, of course. Just that was your that was your gut, man. That was your gut. Go with your gut. <laughs> well, okay. Well, Patterson is not cost controlled for that long. You know, who knows what's gonna happen next year? You're talking about Patterson. You're talking about two first. You're probably gonna have to throw in Niels Huglander in there. I, th- I probably think gonna have to throw in. Let's let's say it's Patterson three first, and, and then probably whatever prospect they draft in the top ten this year. Would I do that trade for Connor Bedard to bring the the kid back home? The kid who's never eaten fast food in his life. Connor Bedard, this dude's, dude, I'd do it. I would do it. I think I would be, come on, and I would do it. I would do it. West Coast, best coast, that would be a story. That would be a trade. Yo, would you trade Quinn Hughes and three first-round picks for him? No, I wouldn't. 
I just don't. I, again, you can't win without without an elite blue liner in today's age for the most part. Um, he's not I think, when, I think when Hughes is again, we we literally talked about this week about how he's undervalued <laughs> and underappreciated. Now again, Connor Connor Bedard could be generational, but you know if the Canucks just trade everything away to get him, and they don't have many futures, and they're going to trade away more futures to get him. You're just going to be like the Edmonton Oilers. You're going to have one or two good players, and you're just going to spin your wheels and be mediocre for a decade or more. So, no, I, I don't think the Canucks should be trading three first-round picks and either Pedersen or Hughes in a trade for Bedard. The dude's never eaten fast food, okay? His mom came out and said it. This dude has not eaten fast food. And if you see this guy's interviews, when he got interviewed after the World Junior Hockey Championship and... They won the gold medal. I think a reporter went up to Connor Bedard on the ice, and you know, I think they asked him a question regarding his on-ice play. And the first thing he said is, "Don't, don't talk about me. Don't talk about me. We just won this tournament. I'm not talking about me." And then a couple days ago, he was being interviewed on TNT, and this dude said he's not focused on going first overall because he feels like if he slips up and doesn't play strong, he's not going to go first overall. Like this guy's, this guy's on another level, bro. Ultimate humble character, West Coast, the best coast. Would I do all that to bring bring the kid home? Can we just win the lottery? That would make it way more yeah. easier for real. Can we just win the lottery? Can we just win the lottery? Maybe, it's okay. maybe, maybe, Yeah, well, that, winning the lottery would be nice, but maybe let's leave it up to the commenters and, and <laughs> yeah. keep this conversation going. Would you trade three first-round picks, including this year's top 10 pick, presumably, and one of Pedersen or Hughes for Bedard? Yeah. That's the question to the commenters, and, and and let us know how you feel about that potential trade scenario. Uh, Kyle, before we wrap up the show, I do want to tell you about why I'm cheering for oh the Ottawa God, Senators dude. against the Vancouver Canucks this weekend. And I know you're going to call me out and say, like, oh, you cheer for all these teams, blah, blah, blah. But come on, like, most Canucks nation is cheering for losses right now. I, I think, especially I in that game on Wednesday against the Ducks, you know, I don't think anyone was really all that happy to see the Vancouver Canucks beat the Anaheim Ducks, especially when true, it got People want losses right now. And what are the Canucks doing? They're winning. They're climbing the standings. They have the best record of anyone in the bottom 10 over the past 10 games. Now against Ottawa on Saturday, you know, I, I feel like there's similarities between the Ottawa Senators and the Vancouver Canucks. I think for years, I know you and I said this to each other, that, you know, Pierre Dorian and Jim Benning were the worst two general managers in hockey. <laughs> and, you know, aside from Ottawa's kind of miracle run to the conference finals in 2016-17, they've been a, a terrible franchise. So I know Senators fans have suffered, just like I know Canucks fans have suffered. And, you know, they're finally on the precipice of making the playoffs and, and giving their fan base some hope mm-hmm. for the first time in years. And as a Canucks fan, and, you know, we watched this team spin their wheels, I, I want hope. I want reasons to cheer for this team. Mm. And for the other Canadian market, to go through something similar, I, I just want some success for Ottawa. I want to see them make the playoffs okay wow i was especially wow. cheering for them before we traded the islanders pick because that was you know one of the teams that i was hoping to slid out of it but now that, that pick's gone that's a moot point but i will say this go sends go on the weekend wow. uh the Canucks are winning way too many games right now let's let's add another loss to the total yeah, increase those lottery odds and hopefully the ottawa senders can get that playoff berth go sends go uh yeah you know it's we just talked about the whole bedard trade scenario come on we, we don't have to think like that if we we actually do lose games here it's just the way the team's going and the way Patterson's going and Hughes is going and Miller's going and Demko's going, I just, 
They could they could beat the it's Sens. It's not gonna they, happen, they but I'm, I'm still I'm still holding out hope, okay? I'm still know, holding out hope. And I, the Canucks have never won a lottery. You know, one of these days is, it's is, gonna happen, is right, Pierre, Kyle? Right? Pierre Dorian is maybe the comeback comeback NHL executive of the century, for real. He's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. For real, for real, Enjoy. for real. Uh yeah, thanks. Thanks for that conversation. I know we went all over the place. That that just flew by, bro. That just flew by. I know I know we we're on that serious issue off the top. That's because Bro, we just we just want the game to grow, man. We just want the game you, to grow. Do you, and do you even have a watch? Of course, I got a watch. What are you talking about, oh, man? Okay, all right. Sorry. Of course, I got a watch. I, I, I'm recording off of a small computer. I wasn't sure. Of course, if I got a watch, man. Come on, man. Right, of course, right. I got a watch. You know, right, I know, right. I know, I know. We got to go. We got to keep this thing short. Again, I just want to tell the people, yo, listen, be nice to people, and get over yourself, yo. If you're judging somebody or scrutinizing somebody based on who they love, there is, <laughs> you need help, yo. You need help, for real. For real, just judge a person based on how they treat other people. That's really the only thing, for real. For real, for real. And the only people that we should be hating on and ignoring and not wanting to listen to, again, are murderers and evil people. Nice people who are choosing who they want to love, who happen to be the same gender as them. Like, come on. Don't don't be hating on them. It's there's nothing there. There's nothing to hate on. It's all love. It's all love. We have to lead with love in this thing called the world. Yeah, it was well said, Kyle. But I also think our listener I don't think you listening right now needs to hear this because we know that you're an awesome person because you tuned into this episode of Locked On Canucks. And we thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen game to game, locked on NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across Locked On NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on Audacity, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. We hope you both have a great weekend. And thanks for listening to this episode of Locked On Canucks. One love. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.